Okay, I admit it. I just didn't want to think of like a full proper introduction to this, so I just threw that in. But as you can tell, we're talking about sports today. Jacoby joins us. He knows sports. He's in the FBA and does stuff with macro fantasy football. And Kenson loves sports, and I love sports. Dragonian hates sports, so let's just ignore what he says. And... Talk about sports and macros and micros here on Size Matters. Hey, everybody, it's Monday, November 11th, 2013, and I'm Kwandu Bashir, your host here on Size Matters. Yay! And that's Kenton Shimobi, your locally designated Trapzilla. And I am Dragonian Hitsume, the gentlemanly dragon. And we have a special we have a special guest joining us as well uh, for talking about our topic this week, and that is Jacoby. Hey, Jacoby. Yay! Hi, guys. Great How to be you? here. Hello. How are you doing? Great to have you here. Hello. So, <laughs> and uh, so for those of you who don't, uh, who haven't seen Jacoby before, you probably have seen him around at least his writing or his involvement in the furry basketball association the fba mm-hmm. uh, if you watch those things he's uh he's a is a, a jackalope uh, i'm a, a jackalope by day uh, yes and a jackalope by night too actually uh, okay. so, so yeah i've uh, been involved in the fba for a couple of years now it's a really really great uh organization uh mm-hmm. If you haven't looked it up, you should. Yes, Quan and I actually um, we're still a part of it technically, but it's been a it's been a long time running because back like a year and a half ago, we actually started talking with Buckhopper, and we actually started like we made our we threw our characters into the draft and things. So the FBA is definitely awesome, and yeah, you're a part of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's actually how I kind of started getting my interest in Red Pandas was because I created a Red Panda character for Kamikaze. Uh, yeah, for the FBA, yep. and then like you know, Red Pandas are kind of cool. I should make <laughs> another Red Panda character, yes. and then I became one. What's he called? What was his nickname? The Rainbow. Something. The Rainbow Rush, because he yes. was from. He went to the University of Hawaii. Right. Which is where the name Kamikaze came from, because that's a Hawaiian name. Kamikaze. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yes. So, are there actually any uh, red pandas indigenous to Hawaii? Is that like a native species? No, it's not. They're they're uh, Nepalese and Chinese uh, in that part. So, I think I, you know, because Hawaii does have a high Asian American percentage uh, Ooh, population. Right. I mean, His so I kind of over. used that logic. Right. It was like, so, you know, yeah, because I well, I because I knew that like a lot of. Uh, Asians and like Pacific Islanders kind of ended up in in Hawaii, right? Um, and a lot of uh, introduced species actually became kind of like native around the islands. Like there's a, a right. species of can- kangaroo, I think, that's Aww. only found in Hawaii. Seriously? And that's, Ooh. Yeah, and that's Ooh. one of the reasons that nowadays Hawaii is really strict on what you bring into and out of. The, the islands because they don't want new species to be introduced to to destroy the right the really interesting and delicate ecosystem they have right not we to have mention to go that back uh, to the island 
But not to yes. mention that the islands are Kate, perfect we gotta go total back. size. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. I've never even seen Lost. So now we've got our giant oh donkey time wheel that we're pushing on to... Uh, no, I'm... Dragonian, I'm just real fast. Um, if you want to destroy your brain and multiple levels, then you could go ahead and watch Lost. It doesn't make any no. sense until like, the end. But even at the end, it just doesn't. It's I just... loved Lost. I, I do too, I, but... but... That Ugh. last season, especially the last episode, it's so has really soured me on the show. It's just wow, like, really. So like, I, I will go to the mat for Lost. I will, I will argue with you about the ending. I will explain the ending to you. I will tell you all of the lingering questions that you have. Please that do like some point weren't answered. I, I don't. I don't point. think that. I Ugh. don't think that. The, I, I understand what you're saying, and I do still think the show is one of the best shows, at least of the 21st century. Right. You know, I'm not saying it's one of the best TV shows of all time, but it's probably one of the best shows right. of the last 10 years. Uh, but they out and out lied. Uh, <laughs> no, the creators okay, out yeah. and out lied of, of, of what they were doing. They, I think they specifically said, and this is maybe a little spoiler. I'm not going to try to go too deep into spoilers for the final episode. Spoiler alert! But, but they, they, they specifically said that they weren't dead. Yeah. And... Yeah, that's that's what they were basically. No, no, they... no, no, no. Oh no, I don't have to watch the show. No, so <laughs> yay. All right. they, I don't know. So they did out and out lie about a lot of stuff, especially like the first season where they were like, "Hey, every everything that you see has like a scientific basis. It's not a science fiction show. That right. that's a lie, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. all kinds of crazy science fiction stuff going on with the. Uh, I wouldn't I even call it science like... fiction. I would call it more like mm-hmm. fantasy. It, it it is more fantasy, but so like with the last season and the whole concept of the the flash sideways, um, so in one instance, like it it's kind of like a, a purgatory, right? Yeah, Where, that's what I was thinking for a little while too, because I'm like, so like they have to be not yeah, on Earth. So they're they're all like just kind of waiting for each other. These are the people that like have mattered most in their life, and they're all waiting to like move on to like that next step together. So like but work that, out the stuff that they right. didn't get to in life. That's one of so the things. Move spe- on. That's one of the things that that Lindelof and Cruz specifically said was that they were not in purgatory or limbo. That they were right. Well, no. So, like in the in the main story, all the stuff that happened on the island actually happened. They were alive right. then. But the right. Flash Sideways is purgatory. So, like the last season, there's like the Flash Sideways right. is then that's in purgatory. When just, that's when it got way too. I'm just like, okay, wow. I'm gonna have to like break down every episode. See, I just like... feel like they were really <clears throat> stretching there to try to because I, I don't think they knew what they were doing at that point. I think, ladies that, and gentlemen, this that, is what happens when I make a lost joke. Hey, we're exactly. getting lost in this <laughs> podcast on, 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 okay. a nerd, on a nerd-centric podcast. You make a lost joke, and we go on yeah. a twenty-minute tangent. Well, well, That's we're just we're the getting size matters. Or Star Trek. Twenty minutes about lost. Yay! We get lost in ourselves <laughs> a lot in tangents. The thick, thick thistles of tangents. I like there, there was a giant like four-toed statue <laughs> in Lost. Yes, there was. To kind of, we to have kind of bring to go it back. back. No, back to the podcast. no, we're not going to go but back. Now we're going to make talk, talk a 20-minute tangent about Back to the Future now. Thank you okay. very much. Yay! Wait, I just have to say one thing real fast before we get back to the actual topic, which is macros and sports, which we will get to in a sec. What? Lost, the, the, uh, the hook of Lost for me when I first saw it was actually the giant rumbling monster in the woods. I'm like, oh! <gasps> There's a of giant beast. That is. was the other thing that I kind oh of gosh. didn't like how they explained. That it was, <laughs> oh man, like you're, you're just totally making, you're totally there. ruining the show for me now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I, I hear something. First episode, they crash something big and stompy. 
is in the woods, and I'm like, okay, I'm watching this show. Yeah, I but it, it just ended up being again more spoilers. It ended up being <laughs> a, a smoke monster that was a for 20 minutes angry kid <laughs> that got that 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 Jacob. Uh, man, that last yeah. season. So there we'll, were great we'll parts have, of the last season. We'll have to I, we'll I, come back to that. I, I want in summary. I want to say that there were great parts of the last season. I totally cried when uh, Son and Jen when, right. when they died. Oh, I, I was I was bawling yeah. at that point, mm-hmm. but. Every time, every loose thread they tried to wrap up was just the biggest pile of horse shit that I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so it's kind of like so... the plot of Pacific Rim. Ooh. Oh my gosh, Pacific Rim. Yeah, guess what I've finally seen. Yay! <laughs> finally oh, watched Pacific it. Pacific Rim. Have you seen okay, Pacific Rim, Jackie? For cereals, Apple Jacks, and life, and, and corn what? pops. We need to get back on topic. <laughs> Well, Pacific Rim is kind of on topic, actually. So, like, what did you Kinson. think of Pacific Rim? <laughs> Kinson, answer me one yes. question about Kinson, Pacific you Rim. You need to actually talk about this because because you were supposed to talk about this on episode two, and you, and, yeah. you know it's episode eleven now, and you have not talked about this yet. So, so what did you think about uh, Pacific Rim? Uh, oh my gosh, where do I start? It was so amazing. I I regret nothing, yet I regret everything at the same time for not going and seeing it in the theaters. And I I'm regret not... nothing! I regret nothing but everything at the same time! Oh gosh, because, I mean, dang! I watched it with my Skull Candy headphones on my TV, which is not HD, but it's really, it's like, um, like extended standard def, so it's still good. But, like, the sounds everything, holy crap, the entire story. Like, I know you were saying pieces and bits of it where you didn't really like the plot line so much. I guess I just, I'm easily entertained and low expectations. I give that movie four gigantic paws way down and way up, as in down as in stomping, by the way. Uh, (laughs) It was so shiny. And when when, uh, uh, they first got into the Jaeger, the uh, gypsy dancer, at the very beginning, and they start stomping through a hurricane. I just, oh, because it's like the line goes something like, uh, when you're, uh, when you look at a natural uh, occurrence or a natural disaster, you oftentimes just need to get away and hide. But once you're in a Jaeger, you can you can t- attack it head on, and you can yeah, because nothing ever goes wrong to the people in the Jaeger. Right. Yeah, that was the other thing I saw. The very beginning, when he got ripped out, that terrified me. So so one it of the really things, did. I don't think I talked about this before, but one of the things that really did kind of just put a little bit of a plot hole, or was at least a plot convenience, <laughs> was the fact that they designed the Jaegers to have to be used with two right. people. Left hemisphere, and, right hemisphere. And that seems like an inherent design flaw to me. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, because you're introducing multiple points of failure at that point. Right. So, like, I, I thought... The movie kind of did a good job of explaining, okay, this is why it's actually necessary. Like, this right. is the only way that we can get this to work. Well, if you is, think is about it. putting two pilots in. Right. If now, you here's think about the big it. load of nonsense mm. they gave about that, where it's like, okay, you have to have two guys to pilot these, except for this one time and maybe this other time, because this guy can do it. Sometimes this guy <laughs> can do it, but only on Saturdays when he's wearing his lucky shirt. Right. And then and this then... guy can sometimes do yeah. it on Tuesdays. <laughs> I don't well, remember. Yeah. Well, the marshal, I don't remember them being an instance where one person the marshal, could pilot it. The marshal was the uh, single pilot because he rescued um, Mako Mori when she was a little child, back when they went into the memories. 
He was the only only Jaeger pilot who has successfully done an entire okay, mission before okay. single pilot. And then the main character piloted it when his brother got ripped but out. But he of was it. like dying. He, was, he got yeah, it he to shore, but he was like dying. <laughs> that was not a successful pilot. I think that was more of like that a, a like, crash. Oh, pilot. When one guy can so pilot good. it when he's half dead. The best the best thing you could have done the best thing you could say that he did was he did a Captain Sully. Right. <laughs> yes, actually, yes. Because he rescued the the, uh, the gypsy dancer, got to shore safely, and danger you know, gypsy. Danger. Danger. Is it danger? Apparently, you did not absorb this as well as you thought you did. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Terminology. I'm, I'm sorry. On, it's the main character's Gypsy name. Gypsy danger. danger. Gypsy danger. That's not okay. We're going to edit that out and put me. No, like... not. Definitely okay. not. Fine. Gypsy danger. They both start with D A N. So give me some slack, please. <laughs> Wait, what was the other word you said? Dancer? I said dancer oh no, just because there's a giant monster the attacking. Quick, get to the gypsy dancer. <laughs> yes. <That's... laughs> Sounds ridiculous. Okay, we are rewriting this movie, and, and we are going to shoot it with that as being the main plot point. Sh- but I no, just... the one biggest plot hole that now that Kenson's seen, I can just full-on yell about it. Go for it. It's the stupid baby kaiju. It makes no it sense. You've already, you've First already... off, there was no reason for it to be there. Because they could have just said the, the second brain Dragonian. isn't damaged. But instead they were like, oh, it's damaged. But wait, there's a baby. But they had already established that the kaiju are weapons that are created to attack people, so why would they create a pregnant weapon? Well, because, uh, uh I, I feel like they were trying to pull a Godzilla uh, 1998 a little bit, because when you know, the whole right. plot it, twist happened oh, Godzilla's pregnant. Ah! There's an, there's an epidemic now! There's more of them! But, okay, but, the thing was, though, is that Godzilla was not <laughs> created by another species of aliens right. to attack another cr- company, or another country, or whatever. Right. The the kaiju was was created by these aliens to, the, to wait, attack the kaiju, Earth. Okay. Well, but it's also well, like it's a, a a nature finds a way situation. Yeah. Right? So yeah. like you, me... you create these things, you genetically engineer these guys. Oh, we need and... to talk about Jurassic Park at some point. Uh, wait, wait. Fill right, me like in on gonna... this real fast. Uh, sorry, um, they they are genetically engineered, right? Because they said they were clones. So right, the, right. the kaiju like, so were... apparently every. Okay. Because okay. I never actually caught that. I didn't think that they were like. I thought they were just since they were all one species of alien, they kind of had that. Just the DNA. Well, that's that's well, what were you going to say, Jacoby? I want to hear what you were going to say. Oh, so, so, oh, so basically, like you know, the, when you genetically engineer a creature, there are all these like unintended consequences, and right. life will find a way to kind of propagate itself. So mm-hmm. that's what happened. Basically, is you know, they weren't designed to be pregnant. They weren't designed to propagate, but. Okay. That's what happens with life. Mm-hmm. Life finds a way to to renew itself. So, right. I, I didn't but have too much is... of a problem with that. You know what um, I think the um, the, the thing I did have a problem with though was yeah. the idea that all of the kaiju were genetically identical. Right. Especially because they were so different. Like you can't have like that kind of astonishing variety of, of kaijuness <laughs> and and have them yeah. be the same on a no. genetic level. What they, that what doesn't they were make saying... sense. It wasn't about like they were all totally identical. They had the same type of genetic makeup. Kind of like humans. So what that was saying is that it wasn't like a species that was genetically created to be weapons, but each kaiju is individually created like – Right. Like out of scratch, out of a for the sole purpose of making this. It's not like they have like a bunch of kaiju sitting around that they'll choose and throw at you. It's like they make each right. kaiju like when they need it and send it. That's why it doesn't make sense that it was pregnant because they built this kaiju from the ground up five minutes before they mm-hmm. sent it to attack. Right, and like I actually think the purpose of the baby, to tell you the truth, the purpose of the baby was to eat Hannibal Chow. 
That was the purpose of God, the baby. Those golden shoes. I know. I want them. <laughs> but like, have you noticed there was a there's a trend with shoes in that movie? Mac- Mako Mori lost her shoe. Hannibal Chow lost his shoe. And then when someone finds a shoe, it's a big moment. It's like, oh, there's a shoe here. Oh, the something tragic happened. <laughs> so, you know what I just realized? <laughs> shoes are awesome. Today is the. Today is eleven eleven, and we are doing our eleventh episode of the podcast. Yes, and it's, it's also, also the two, uh, it's also also two year anniversary of Skyrim being released. It's also Veterans Day. Because Skyrim was released on eleven eleven eleven. Yes. Oh my gosh! And Veterans Day though too. We should definitely totally didn't Day. plan this yeah. at all, people. We are not drawing power from these dates aligning and all of these all these straight one numbers. Well, you know, if you were to play a sport, you would probably see a lot of 11s on the scoreboard at some point. That is totally a complete stretch for a. Okay, wasn't I the one that was banned from Segway? That was the worst transition I've ever heard. (laughs) But you know, it it happens where you could have 11 points for the home team, 11 points for the visitor team, and then it'd be 11 minutes and 11 seconds left in the 11th Quan, quarter. Quan, no, I have work. made this jar nice and warm for you. Looks, I think that subject like transition just next. gave me diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, the whole purpose of this the whole the whole purpose of the podcast, no. The, the topic that we're trying to do for this podcast is uh, macros and micros in sports. Macros so, in sports. It, that yeah. doesn't no. work. That, that <laughs> no. totally doesn't work. Sports, right. sports, 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 sports. There we go. Sports, sports. No, I'm uh, not going to say so... it again because I don't want another week in the jar. <clears throat> yes. So you can't talk <laughs> for the rest of the episode. Yay. Okay. So um, how did you guys want to start? We were just – we were talking about it before we started recording. We were like giving gold. So maybe we should just start with that. Well, Quandry, is our little assistant ready to help us today? Maybe. Hold on. I got to hey, up. Little assistant? <laughs> Bill? Are you talking about me? No. 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 Oh. Okay. Because I'm, I'm like, about... I wasn't prepared. I don't know what's going on. Talking about. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're talking about our best buddy Bill. <laughs> yes. Yay. Who apparently was so popular in the uh, in the in the so, tenth episode that we have to bring Bill? him back. Are we calling him Bill? Right. Because that's what you said, Dragonian. Uh, apparently, that's so what, Dragon- what Dragonian says is law in the podcast. <laughs> right. His name is Bill Platypus, and he is a duck. That makes total sense. Let's go with it. Okay, so, so duck we'll, bill platypus. So what we'll do, platypus. if you didn't listen to episode ten or, or whatever, we're going to go ahead and have uh, a few topics. We're going to go a little longer than we did in episode ten since we don't have quite as many topics. But uh, we're going to give us ten minutes to make sure we stay on topic and make sure that we uh, don't record another two and a half hour podcast <laughs> like we did, you know, a few weeks ago. Right. So uh, when we get to the end of that time, you will hear. The sound of Le Duck or Le Bill. Bill which... will give his battle cry. Like that sound? Yes. And that means that we need to go on and to the next topic. Sound Great. good, everybody? Yay! Sounds good. All yeah, right. So the first topic Yay. that we want to talk about here is going to be macro, micro, uh, affecting. You totally misspelled that word. Macro, micro, <laughs> affecting current sports. How would macro and micro <laughs> affect our existing sports? Such as football, basketball, baseball, soccer, or football mm-hmm. if you're in Europe. Um, bowling. Or I guess the rest. I would of like to start with bowling, actually, because no, it's we're a sport not. Well, I guess bowling. actually we do have a <laughs> yes. we do have a friend <laughs> of the show who is heavy into bowling. So well, like bowling. If you want to start with bowling, go ahead and talk about it. Okay, bowling is a sport that not a lot of people uh, really think of at first, but I will go ahead and say 
as furries who go to fur meets and things, bowling alleys is one of the few places that actually allow fursuits. So I know that down in Cincinnati, uh, we go bowling all the time in suit. So that's why, why bowling has a, a special place in our heart. I well, it's because that's... it's a family-friendly environment and a place for parties and stuff. So, and also, well, but, I like... mean, you could go out to like a park and play football and, and be in a fursuit. Well, right. That's not going to be a problem. Well, it's also because bowling is not very, uh, not very uh, hyperactive, I guess. And when but, you're but in how suit, would so how would relaxed. being how would being uh, you know macro or micro affect bowling then skyscrapers. Lots and lots of skyscrapers going boom. And then As basically... Kenson turns into a full-blown destructive macro. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> I want to get a... Com- I've been wanting to get a commission of this so bad. I want to get a commission of uh, just... Not just me, but like a bunch of macros at a macro bowling alley, but it being Los Angeles or it being <laughs> Dallas or it being some huge no. city. We take Los a whole bunch of... <laughs> you know, Houston. Houston's good. Houston has a lot of tall buildings. We can totally use Houston. Okay, um, Houston. Houston works too. The most well, gentle just... macro on the podcast is wanting to decimate entire cities. The thing is, Kinson is that... We would evacuate first. We call ahead of time. You know. Un- well, the thing is, unlike a bowling alley in a with skyscrapers, those don't come up as quick as the pins do. In fact, those take a few dozen years to come back up well, right you can only play I'm like saying, one frame yeah. but that's that's why i'm saying with the added bonus of the quick repairing concrete <laughs> if we could get it fast enough they could just rebuild I themselves i think that's a little beyond the self-repairing concrete <laughs> no yeah. well we're gonna do it because we could do it because but then fantasy. what would you use what would you use as a uh, as a bowling ball something like a spaceship earth uh well i can center. actually i can um I can manipulate objects. So, I mean, I could even make bowling pins the size of skyscrapers. Or I could take an actual bowling ball and make it huge. And then well, we that makes it boring. No, oh, yeah, I know. Here's what we'll do. We'll get the hamster ball we put Kinson in, <laughs> and we'll make it huge, and we'll put Kinson in yes. it, and then we'll bowl with that. I, you know, I we approve could do, this method. We could do like what Big Soul does, and we could make mega macros be tiny, and then have a giga macro put a mega macro inside of a ball and have him roll down and... Pull, so exactly uh, what we just said we were going to do to you. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know it was going to be nothing. <laughs> so, so, Fine, so what about – let's move on to other kind of <clears throat> real I, sports. Uh, like, <laughs> the pause? Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry, Aqua. Like no, uh, let's move on to sports like uh, football or, or, or basketball. I mean obviously basketball being tall has, is generally seen as a disadvantage – or excuse me, as an advantage. An advantage. <laughs> um, so uh, how, so, how, how do you think – Throwing macros in there would affect that. Oh my god! So what's really interesting, I think, uh, about a lot of sports is one of the the things that kind of sports have in common is you you play on a, a designated area, right? Right. So like, um, a lot Earth. of these uh, sports are kind of like size dependent. So like with basketball, especially you, it, being big is an advantage because it gives you reach. It it, it lets you kind of uh, do things that other people can't, but you can't be too big because then you start kind of. <laughs> but why not? Uh, well, because you you start breaking down the play area, right? So like, there's a yeah. rule in basketball where you can't be inside the paint for like longer than three seconds, and if you're uh, a huge macro, oh, then it was your my feet toe. are just going to be everywhere. It was my toe. Right? I'm sorry. Right. Constant so, like, whistles of Even if your toe is in the paint for longer than three seconds, you right. get called. So. Right, right. And that, that's um, one of those forced environments where you can't be too big, which I actually, surprisingly enough, I approve of it. Because being right. just completely gigantic, sometimes it's just like, okay, let's have some type of limit here, because it makes it interesting. 
So, so one of the things, Jacoby, that you said earlier was that your character was one of the largest in the FBA. How? Yes. Uh, what? What is the size, uh, and how does that affect things? Right. Okay. So, uh, that's actually a, a good question. So, Dan uh, Kivionic <laughs> is a—he's uh, a polar bear from Barrow, Alaska. Uh, he's about—he's <laughs> about he eight feet tall uh, and uh, weighs four hundred fifty pounds. He does not have wow. any affiliation with Coke. Yeah, oh, no yeah, is, he like, is he one of the natural sponsorship? Come on, <laughs> right? I know. I know. It's, it's a slam dunk, really. Uh, but sponsored by cocaine. Yeah, it's a slam dunk. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Well, and the thing is, you know, being eight feet tall isn't that much taller than like the tallest person who ever played in the NBA. I think right. uh, I can't think of who it is, but I know there's been some people that have been seven, in, like the I, seven yeah, five, seven, seven five, six five, range, six, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think the, the, the tallest guy is like yeah, about seven seven, I think. Right. Um. The, so, like, what's really interesting is the, the FBA kind of tries to make it as uh, realistic as possible, despite right. the fact that, like, you have, you know, bears and, like, insects even, you know, right. playing basketball together. Mm -hmm. uh, so there are disadvantages for Dad being that big and that heavy. Um, the game is really physical. It's really physically demanding. Um, you're, like, kind of changing... Uh, uh, speeds and, and and positions a lot so you, you juke right and then you juke left and that puts a lot of stress on your joints so right. um dan's uh storyline for his first year was he was uh drafted second overall uh hmm. so like really high in the draft position he was going to be the starting center for the dakota bikers who are one of the elite teams of the fba um in his second preseason game he actually blew out his knees. No! Uh, no! <laughs> so he had to have a micro fracture surgery that took him out for the entire year. Um, hmm. So second preseason game of his entire uh, yeah. uh, professional career, he's just down for the yeah, for the year. Yeah. And so that and was his storyline I... for the first year. And that's something that you know is kind of been the case with a lot of people who have been drafted that way in the NBA because I know there's been I can't think of I know there's someone I'm thinking of I can't think of who it actually is but but even like Yao Ming who had a relatively you know successful career and, oh and you know, he definitely had that career cut short in the NBA because of of his size problems right. right like he actually like same thing like his knees were the things that started to go yeah the 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 sad thing about Yao Ming is that like I think if he had managed his playing time a little better I mean, because if he had just played for the NBA, that would be fine. But because he's Chinese, um, the Chinese national team basically sure. demanded his time oh, in the offseason. Yeah. So he was effectively playing basketball year-round. He never got a chance to recuperate or recover right. or strengthen or, like, train or anything mm. like that. He was just playing basketball. And so, like, that really shortened his career. Uh, Definitely, yeah. So, you know what? I can't, I can't help it. Every time I hear Yao Ming, I see the meme face. Every time, and it makes me giggle oh. so much, so much. <laughs> I love it. Well, one of the things I wanted to bring up just randomly, since we're talking about big, tall basketball players, is that even though I hated his playing style, I really like the guy Shaquille O'Neal as yes. a person. I've Jack. actually met him in real life because he, he used really? to come into my store in uh, in Orlando because uh, he oh, lives man. in Orlando, and, cool. and he is just a super nice guy. And even though he has like an incredibly Dumb commercials. They're like, they're dumb in an endearing way. So I just I wanted to so much, give but... all props to Shaq. 
Well, I like oh, Shaq God. just because he has like a such a great sense of humor. That, that's uh, it. Yeah, he knows he knows that his stuff is dumb. His, but he, his smile, he can, he can like when he yeah. when he does that really super cheesy smile and just. <laughs> you know what my favorite thing about Shaq is? Huh? Shaq Fu. Shaq. Yes. Fu. Oh gosh. Shaq <laughs> what what about uh, Kazam? <sighs> What? Remember, no, Shaq's special appearance on Static Shock. Well, no, there was a oh, there was like yes. movie yes. where he played All a genie in the early. Yay. You, uh, or Shazam, not Kazam. I think was that the Shazam. movie? Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Shazam. Right. Yeah. But we have kind of gone way off topic it's already. Sports. So. Well, no, it's Shazam sports related because you're Kill O'Neal, but you're right. Dragonian. We're not talking about how it's affecting sports. He's a macro. Right. I know, so, but hey, he's a macro human. He's a macro human. That's possible. So, well, one yeah. of the things that uh, I think uh, one of the sports that being a macro would probably affect it the least, or at least be the be the least impactful, uh, right. or at least beneficial, I guess is the word I'm saying, is probably baseball because yes. baseball is one of those ones where size is not really that big of a factor. I mean, granted, someone like uh, you know some some big guys like Babe Ruth or uh, Prince Fielder can use their size to hit home runs, but someone who's 30 feet tall is probably just going to get... I guess they'd get a lot of like, a lot of walks, though. Could because, they even see the ball? Yeah, right? they, 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 it, it'd be hard for the pitcher to get into the strike zone. So they right, exactly. Like, you, have to, you basically have to shoot straight up to even get to the strike zone, so like well, they're just getting walked all the yeah. time, right? Well, there, there, would be, there would be a rule that says the strike zone for a macro above 100 feet tall would be between his ankle and the top of his paw. That's the strike zone. <laughs> have to rip, beat like bend down really close and just dunk something. Like you'd have like, I think they would have... <laughs> you'd have like a little and bat then... extension like right. thing where you have like this log stick with like the bat at the end of it. <laughs> like, and I think the one they'd have to be the hardest on like changing rules and stuff like that would probably be football, and they'd either ha- they'd probably have to do the same thing no. they're doing. Crap. We're gonna keep going. Let's let's have like five. We talked minutes. five minutes about the FBI. I demand Bill give us another five. Minutes. What Please. I want to do? Um, like five more. Let's minutes. go ahead and get five minutes to talk more about macro. Five and we haven't really minutes. talked about micro stuff at all. Oh, so then, those. once we get the the five minutes to talk about macros and football and a few right. other sports, then we'll take uh, ten minutes to talk about micros in those sports. Sound right. good? Yes. Sounds good. Go, okay. Dragonian. All right. So five minutes on the clock. Ready? Go. For stuff like football and stuff, they'd probably have to do something like what they do in wrestling, where they give it like weight classes. Because I mean, mm. even just someone that's like seven foot tall has a huge <laughs> advantage over people when they're when they average only like six foot tall. Right. And then if you get even taller than that, then they would just totally destroy the field, and no one would be able to stop them. Right. And, I mean, you get into actual macro sizes; it's just it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Well, that's true. So, like, one of the, I guess. The trade-offs you get with like a macro, especially in football, is like they're really huge. Uh, they can be, they have a dominant like kind of field presence, but they're also really slow. So if you get like a really good like fast like wide receiver or something like that that who can outrun them, or at least kind of like outmaneuver them, then that'd be a good thing. Right, right. And it, it, yeah. I think it also brings a whole new level, and it's gonna sound well, it's gonna sound like Roman Coliseum style. It brings a whole new level of danger. Because when you're a when you're a normal sized for going up against a macro anything, and you have to get to the end zone, that's a whole new level of adrenaline right there. Because you could get crushed trying to get to the end zone. And first, Kinson's talking about destroying cities. Now he's talking about crushing people. Who are you? You know, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say real fast. Be Herit. It's all his fault. I thank actually you, like the taste on behalf of, of On behalf now. of Dragonian and Quandry, I want to thank you for <laughs> doing whatever you've done to affect Kinson. 
I love you. I love you, Todd. But why? Why did you well, affect me so? One of the things I was just thinking of a sport that actually would probably be probably at least a position in a sport that would be the most beneficial uh, for a macro to play in would be in uh, soccer or football for those of you right. who aren't American. Uh, soccer. Putting a macro as your goalie. Macro you know, soccer. No, that's just not fair. You just macro have the foot, without... have the ball, cover the entire net. You, right. you, you know what they shoes. could do? Uh, what if they changed the rules where it was like, instead of it just being where each like size category has like its own separate league, what if they made it so that each team was like required to have like yes. a certain size person? Like I was each thinking team has too. to have like a minor macro or each team has to have like a minor micro. So it's kind of like so you know work team... league softball where you have to have, you have to alternate <laughs> guys and, and girls. You could have alternate Co-ed size. Uh, Co-ed and size. Kind of like that, yeah. Uh, so you, every team would be required to have one person that's like 10 foot tall and then but one see, person that's like 3 foot tall. But see, if you think about it, I swear there's some sport out there that actually follows that style. Like, there's certain size, different size people. I don't know what it is, but I feel like there is some sport out there I that actually has think... that. Not, oh, wow. not that within the same time. That could drastically change, like, strategy and stuff yes. you use in games. Right. Yes, yes. Actually, one of the things I was thinking, like, uh, you could have like a height cap, right? So like, right. The total, the combined height of the team can't be ah. above forty feet or something <laughs> like that. That's actually a good idea. It's a real good idea. Yes. Gosh. So so, also, so like just, it might be worth it to have, have one guy who's like thirty feet tall, but then you, the rest of your <laughs> yes. team can only be like two feet tall. I feel like right. I feel like there should be a game that's made. Like the FBA, if they had a game, that should be something in it. That'd be so cool. And then, like, you'd have, like, a Freak the Mighty style, like, someone's really, really tiny, like you said, and then someone's bigger, and then they're, like, the perfect team, perfect duo, for whatever <laughs> reason. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, but also, like, with the size, um, the size tiers, um, <clears throat> I feel like, uh, oh, I lost it. Never mind. I can't remember what I was going to say. Moving on. <laughs> You're busy stomping someone. <laughs> I just, I squashed my own thought. Uh. <laughs> do you think what do you how do you think macros would affect Olympic sports, especially Ooh. something like 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 a swimming where you know basically dive into the pool? Oops, I bet the other end of the pool. Turn around, now I'm back. I win. Yeah. Oh, actually, uh, I think they would probably make like new games or new categories of the game. Definitely for different size people. Cat categories. Sorry. Um, yeah. I agree. Have but, you have you seen oh, uh, Animal Olympics? Uh, I think I I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. They actually have the scene where, like, uh, so, like, the the main American swimmer is an otter, right? So mm-hmm. the uh, the guy in a yes. lean over is this giant, like, Russian whale. <laughs> and so they're talking about how, like, you know. Oh, what's her name? The, uh, I can't remember. Let me I was see just if I can look at it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, getting get the joke uh but so they're talking about how like they basically the otter has to make it uh to the edge of the pool and then back before like the whale like kind of turns because he creates this huge splash that like disrupts the other lanes (laughs) Mm -hmm. and like it was actually like see isn't that kind of cheating sorry well, isn't, isn't the whole thing kind of cheating if you're a yeah. macro? Being a macro <laughs> like, in she general taught, is cheating right. in life. That's how we always cheating. <laughs> All right. Okay. So that is... Uh, that By the way, we shot move put. On last now. one. Shot put no. with like a 10-ton oh. boulder. Ah. Moving on. Uh, we should move on to <laughs> micros. How would micros work in sports? Because we've talked about things big. What about those Wait. little people around us? The few inches? I'm going to totally or... zoom Kinson about this. You could have an entire football or baseball team sitting on top of your desk. Yes! 
please. We said basically, that oh, basically get one of those uh, electric, yes. like old school tabletop football games, and <laughs> but actually have real real people in it. Like you just, wouldn't have to have like an ice ring to play hockey. You could just get like an air hockey ring and have micros play on it. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! And like they'd have to have like glider skates, not ice skates, because they would have to float. But still, that would be right. perfect. And then they get caught in like a, one of the one of the air ducks or air jets Aww. or pushing up two yards so they'll be crossfire oh gosh I just I, just, I have this I have this picture you know I back when that was a show head. on CNN Ugh. every time I heard about that show I always thought of that game crossfire yeah crossfire. The, the political show did mm. you ever see the Freddie Wong like crossfire song that he made no. on uh-uh. YouTube no. No, I'll have to show you that Freddie Wong oh my thing. gosh well one of, the th- one of the sports I think that a, mac- a micro would at least maybe be helpful in is golf because if you <laughs> had a special you, you would still have to have a regular you know size person play with you but you could put the micro inside the ball and hollow out the ball and give it like yes. little uh uh steering wheel and, and wings and stuff so that the micro could help make sure you land the shot just the right spot oh yeah i've, I've got, so I've got shooter's is... touch gets on headset <laughs> nice job Yes! So is, the question is, is that cheating, or is that oh, how that's they totally, change the game? That's, that's that's totally change cheating. The game, that would probably. totally be cheating. Yeah, it would I be think, a really great way yeah. to make golf like a, a team sport, right? So you have like yeah, a little yeah. guy. It's not just a caddy whole... anymore. Right. Well, maybe it could be counteracted by having a micro goaltender for the hole, uh, where basically <laughs> they would try to block the ball from going in. Or, or maybe it could even stick so could be down in the hole like the, the like caddy shack, the, the, the gopher or whatever, and be like, knock the ball out of the hole. This is amazing. Or what what if there's like the people in the audience could get into it and then they could like try to shoot it down. <laughs> oh my god. Like, that's that like, could be more violent. Or something. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my god. That's so violent like. Well no no, so it, it would be like it'd be like nerf shooting. charts or something. Like I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. So it would be <laughs> just, like, you oh know, it would be skeet shooting where, like, someone's, yeah. like, micro partner was just blown oh out of the sky. Oh, <laughs> <during> <laughs> <a long> <laughs> it's like, oh gosh, and a tiny little parachute just poofs, poof. Sorry, I couldn't do it. Oh, it's okay. And then the micro falls We're right too down over into par a now. person's mouth. Oh. <laughs> gosh. Okay, I think once you get happen. on the green, you're, you don't have that once you're on the green. And then the micro has to be taken out of the ball because the green is... You know, it's like like. Well, then it basically becomes super monkey ball. Hmm? Then it basically becomes super monkey ball if you don't, if you leave the micro in the ball. Right? <laughs> that would be cute, though. Super monkey but then, ball. But then I guess the green would become like an obstacle course for the micro then. Then it would be up to the micro. It's like, it's on you! Get us get us a birdie! Okay! <laughs> See, I think that would be more fun in putt-putt, in, in mini-golf. Yes. If you had that oh kind of gosh, thing there. Yes. Oh, speaking of uh, mini golf, um, real fast, me and my uh, <laughs> macro snow leppy friend are actually getting a commission from Gravy uh, about macro mini golf. Moving on. Who, who's your Who's your macro snow leopard friend? Uh, well, he's uh, he's his main sona is a Sergal, and his name's Razor, but he has an alt sona named uh, Lizard, and it's uh, Boo, he's, uh alt sonas. Wait. <laughs> I guess I can't do that. Never mind. I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm kidding. But anyway, so golf would probably be awesome with a tag team normal size micro combo. And I think, be... it, I, I think it's the one sport that actually lends itself really well to micros playing in some way. Because, right. you know, it's totally not called mini golf for a reason or anything. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> mini golf. There's got to be other phases. sports, though, that micros would, would at stuff. least help out. And even if it was played on the same scale that it currently is played. Yeah. Trying Wait. to think. Bowling. I just, Same thing with bowling. Well, we could maybe put them on defense <laughs> again. Oh, gosh. They'd probably just get rolled over. <laughs> that's <Blah>! terrible. Yeah. <laughs> ah. 
It could be just uh, they could be like coded in every single type of padding ever at the bottom. Or maybe you could have maybe you could send the micro out there like when the pins are wobbling, then you, the micro can try to knock it down. Yes. Oh my gosh! Every single time I go bowling and that happens, I just raise my paw up and I stomp down and I wish that I had big ones and things because it would just make all the pins in the entire alley just. Pfft. Let's see, that's fifty-two strikes for fifty-two lanes. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, but like. I don't know. I was thinking about with golf, if there's a micro inside the ball, that initial impact is pretty intense, right? After a driver swing. So there would have to be a lot yeah. of safety yeah. mechanisms in there. Quack. You know? <laughs> I mean, that that's probably like the equivalent, like size-wise, of at least getting hit by a train. Right. Or more. Right. It's even worse if you use a micro as your tee. No! <laughs> like Tom and Jerry again? <laughs> Especially since those tees tend to like snap in half. Yeah, Tom and Jerry actually has an episode of that, and I, I, when I first saw that, I was terrified. It's like Jerry's gonna die. <laughs> no. And then Tom just rips up, rips up. I don't the know biggest why you're terrified. Ever. That was like one of the most violent shows yeah. of our generation. I'm serious. Have you seen? Like, have you gone back and seen like the old Tom and Jerry cartoons? They're like they're yes. shockingly violent. I know. You go back they and watch them now. Never let anything like that on the air today. Right. You go well, back and watch them now, as and you're like. Go. Oh. Right. Popeye was a little... I think... Do you think Popeye was more... This is kind of a tangent. We should probably reel it back after this. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, like, Popeye wasn't Popeye so bad, was, but... Yeah, Popeye I don't remember being that violent. But huh. you know what was no. really bad was Woody Woodpecker. If you go back and, like, watch oh, the old Woody Woodpecker cartoons, they're yeah. awful. Like, they're amazingly like, like, violent. Well, I think, well, like, back... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, back to getting into sports stuff, do you think that there right. is a... Uh, maybe position or, or, like, kind of support type thing that a micro could help with like like even like a water boy probably wouldn't be good i'm trying to think of something like mm-hmm. that though uh, and let's let's also try and quarterback think about it. on the football team where his helmet has a little place for a micro to sit <laughs> so as he's running towards the goal the micro is watching out for people running up behind them yes that could be awesome like a rear view mirror like yeah. a live rear view mirror that'd be cool so yeah i was actually thinking that like micros are probably like, the best as like as scouts mm-hmm. or surveillance like you just have like a, right. a micro kind of circling the court to kind of like okay so it's obvious that this team is playing like zone defense so this is what we do about that like that kind right. of thing you help and the you know, quarterback mm-hmm. call audibles or whatever right and like now, the audibles are live that people home. argue about whether or not it should even be considered a sport or not that no one has considered yet nascar rc racing cars that's yes not a, that's totally not a sport nascar is not but a sport. it's still cute I am, it's I am still totally adorable not, no. No. dragonian I think I think you're actually the first Texan to ever say that NASCAR is not I'm a not, sport. I'm not originally from Texas. <laughs> I'm originally from Kentucky, which well, still is. I am what? from Texas, and I say NASCAR is not a sport. I'm not from Texas, wow. and I actually like watching it, but I don't know if it's a sport. I mean, I think there's – okay, a sport is something, an activity. Something that I can see if I go out to, and, and watch US 75 is not a sport. That's, that's true. Like racing – Having grown up uh, – well, I don't know. Well, a sport puts your body under physical pressure, right? Under taxation, no. under things. Well, I, that's not necessarily When you true. get I out mean, of a NASCAR after that's, driving for that's three not or the, four hours, That's not the only definition often. of a sport. A sport... Well, right. But, like, sports in general do that, right? Like, well, yeah, but so does, so does tarring a roof. I mean, that's not going to be something that, that would define true. a sport. It's also Competitive fun. roof tarring. Well, think that it's also fun, though. Like, certain things are about sports are there. Like, the, the activity, then there's it's, fun behind it's it. It's as much car. of a sport as poker or chess. How's that? 
Oh, Dude, how oh. awesome would that be if they did that to try and, like, promote building stuff? Competitive road building. Yes. Competitive bridge repair. Oh, we speaking can do, of guys, poker. We need to start this. I was thinking Actually, this with poker. Yeah, like, side-stealing side poker. How, how have we had oh, yeah. an entire half hour and not talked about this? <laughs> because oh, we're going that to be doing be cool. it at Midwest Fur Fest. And then, like, because like, it wouldn't be poker chips, or you would be playing for money, too, but probably you'd also be playing for size. Because by the end, whoever has the jackpot, jackpot is three miles and then some, or it's like a huge amount of, like, it couldn't be too big because then you would have a lawsuit because you Okay, now I totally want to write this as a story. Yes, please. I actually Can did I that it? last year at Midwest Fur Fest. It? it was just kind of a pickup no, thing, but I got like six other macros together and we played like poker for size and we had like chips that we designated as how many inches they were. Okay, yes. And please. I ended up winning the whole pot and I was like 64 foot tall by the end of it. Yes, yeah, poker, let, Toasty, let's do this. if you're listening, I'm coming for you again this year. At but, MFF, but poker tournaments like in Casino Royale and, and in and Maverick um, are, are, really do make for really intriguing drama and adding size mm -hmm. as an element in that yes. would be really awesome so i totally Guys. am going to write this when i get done with all of my other writing stuff that i have planned which means i'm never going to write it because i'm never going to be done with all that Big brother. Anywho, yes uh, i, okay, I want to be were you the one that, that wrote the size poker a while back story I'm maybe sorry? i'll do what were, were you the one that wrote that size poker story a couple of years ago i know there was one and i, I, I thought it was so. you but maybe it was someone else yeah so like i i did write at least i oh, think the first be... part of like a oh yeah no so i was trying to make this kind of like an interactive fiction thing where like i would uh, <laughs> post a chapter Love and then this. like at the end i would ask a bunch of uh, questions like who do you think should lose the big hand like who do you think should be smaller the big after, hand like, so you're round. saying that, you're saying that the you've already hand. gotten the idea before i did it <laughs> <laughs> no actually I, I wrote one for a stream story like a month ago quandry <laughs> yeah but like a. No, it was a. Uh, it was an idea that I stole shamelessly from uh, some other guy, who had like this. Uh, no bill. Uh, th th there's a bill. I'm just uh, a bill. Oh, I am only a bill. And I'm and I'm quacking. Well, we were kind of tangenting anyway. So, I yeah, so, so yeah, let's uh, move on to the next topic, I guess. Um, no, finish talking about your size poker thing because it's awesome. Real fast. Oh, so oh, so the tangent's okay if you're interested in it. Is that how it works? <laughs> it's a macro tangent. Draconian knows all. Sorry. And, uh, but uh, no, I stole it from guys... this other guy who had basically. Uh, got a bunch of women together and like we're, they were doing like this kind of size poker thing and I was like it would be really awesome if those were guys and like I there was no chance that this was going to be right. I know what you're talking about because it was all they were also like transforming like getting like bigger hips or like giant right. yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I, yeah. I know what you're talking about yeah hmm. so like it was it was a great idea and I just stole it um but I never got to finish <laughs> it I am working on like kind of rebooting it because one of the things that I like is okay. you have like this uh kind of framework for you know, like dominant submission uh, kind of uh, swaps, right? So, like, in every interaction in the story, like, it, it's kind of like a. It tilts on the balance of power. And you have this really easy, nice way to mm. kind of physically change and play with uh, the balance of power uh, throughout the story and see what the different characters do with that. So. And that's interesting. Um, since you're gambling with size, someone could end up being completely opposite from what they were five minutes ago. Right, so like I just swooned. Right, oh, so like, right. Okay, Jakebe, shut up and take my money. <laughs> I like that idea. Oh my gosh. So that brings really us funny. to our Ooh. final uh, topic here for this segment of the show, and that's going to be the Macro Fantasy Football League. 
So uh, I'm not really very much aware of what this uh, topic is, and apparently neither is Dragonian. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw it over to uh, 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 Jacoby to be able to uh, elaborate on this a little bit. Okay. Um, great. Thanks. Um, so uh, a couple years ago, I think, uh, uh, Matthias and I had uh, talked about our, our mutual love of football and specifically fantasy football. And for those who are not initiated, fantasy football is basically – uh, this thing where you put together a team uh, from uh, all the available players in My the National Football right League. My quarterback right now is Phil Rivers. I'm sorry? My quarterback right now is Phil Rivers. Oh, I picked him up in week one. Poor <laughs> bastard. I'm sorry. Hey, he has, been, no, he, has been scoring, he has been scoring really well. I don't like him as a player. I don't like him as a person, I mean. But he has been scoring really well this year. And then the Kansas City Chiefs defense, both of whom I picked up in week one at, in free agency. Um, are, nice, uh, actually. Are, are doing pretty well. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's surprising. Like, I have the Buffalo defense, and they've been doing amazingly uh, way better than the Baltimore defense, which is my <laughs> usually, like, go-to. Defense. Well, yeah, but, but that's because anyway. the Baltimore defense got gutted after the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, that's uh, they had a fire sale on all the good players. Exactly. Uh, but so uh, basically, you take uh, the quarterback, you have two wide receivers, you have two running backs, you have a tight end, you have a flex position, you have a kicker, you have defense. And so no offensive linemen? They just totally throw off offensive linemen out the wind? Uh, Maybe. Yeah, th- there are certain leagues that where, where you can like actually like play with offensive oh, line, or like okay. you can break down the defense into specific uh, positions. So you can. Have, I mean, that's like, one of the things that as someone who as someone who played offensive line in 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 school, me too. Uh, in, in football, I find it always a little offensive that there is no mm-hmm. real good way to summarize the contribution of an offensive lineman other than uh, oh he allowed a sack. Right. Give privileges uh, to the center. So actually, center. if you uh, tackle. Left tackle. if you're interested in like kind of breaking down the positions, there's something called trench football uh, that you might hmm. want to look into, where they kind of really break down like the offensive line, the hmm. uh, okay. and the hmm. defensive hmm. line, and you can kind of base your uh, fantasy football game off off of that. But hmm. um, so, but for for most people, like you know, the the really visible positions are are the ones that kind of like score touchdowns and like you know are offensively minded. Hmm. Essentially, so because people um, want to see points being scored, they don't care about the actual <laughs> people that help score those points. They don't care about the foundations of what they gets don't care about to the, that side. The offensive it's who made the hole, they just care about the guy who got to who got to squeak I, through the hole. Well, well, they don't so, care about like, the wall; they care about the guy going through the wall. Yeah. Right. Well, like the great thing about like fantasy football, I think, is you can determine your own level of involvement. So, like, if you're a really casual player, you can say, like, oh, this quarterback, like, Tom Brady, who hasn't heard about Tom Brady, he, he's great, I I'll get him. I dropped Tom Brady because of my, from my fantasy football team because he's been sucking this year. He has been horrible this year. He has uh, really been horrible this year, and one yeah. of the reasons he's been horrible is he doesn't have anybody to throw to, right? Like, the Patriots also had, like, this big fire sale on all yeah. their good receivers. Walker's gone to, like, uh, Denver. Um, Kronkowski was out with an injury. So, like... Um, so these are factors that you kind of have to take into uh, consideration mm-hmm. when you're building your fantasy football team. Like, you see the writing on the wall, and you're like, okay, maybe this isn't going to be Brady's year. I'll go with another quarterback. Um, but, so, we... Back to the macro fantasy right, football. Yeah, so like, <laughs> now that we've, yeah. Now that we've, we've set up the framework, so we decided, so like each position like scores a certain number of points based on their production so if the running back runs for 15 yards he gets 1.5 points right um if a quarterback throws a touchdown he gets four to six points depending on the the league you're in right so we decided that like hey this is something that's actually really easy to transfer to uh 
macro-minded people because right. <laughs> uh, with each game, between all the positions that you've listed, you're scoring anywhere from like you know 100 to like 150 points a game. So, but are they points? Uh, good question. Uh, for so, Matthias and I actually decided that like we wanted to have a, a bunch of people kind of get together and make like a macro-oriented uh, fantasy football league. So we have uh, about 14 people in this league, which is a pretty big league uh, uh, for fantasy football standards. Fifteen uh, in more ways than one. <laughs> Fifteen. Um, I want to. I want to be a part of it. So if I can. Uh, well, uh, that, that'll be the end of my elevator pitch. Uh, what you can do to okay. get involved. Uh, <laughs> so sign up now. So uh, a couple years ago, we got a, a bunch of people, and we have uh, fourteen teams in in two divisions. So the, the West Coast is is uh, Bunyan, the East Coast is Stormalong, <laughs> and uh, Bunyan. Each, uh, if you win, you uh, get to grow the number of points <laughs> that you've won yes! for that game. Uh, nice. So. By the end of the, you know, we play like 14 uh, games in the, through the season, and uh, depending on how good your record is, you're anywhere from maybe 200 if you've had like a really bad year to like uh, over a thousand uh, feet tall by the time you're ready <laughs> for the playoffs. And uh, and then like the Super Bowl comes along, and it's just clash of the megas. Ugh. Right, and so. What we do is, uh, during the playoffs, there are uh, eight teams, I think, that make it to the playoffs. Um, if mm -hmm. you, in the first round of the playoffs, your winnings double. In the second round of the playoffs, your winnings huh. quadruple. And huh. in the in the finals, they octuple. Yes. So, like, if you, oh my if you won 150 feet uh, for that game, then it would be you're eight times that. That's you're like 12. Kenson, take a breath. <laughs> take a breath, Kenson. That's Jeez. A, no, 1,200 okay. feet in one game. So, uh, the champion ends up being quite large uh, by the end of the year. <laughs> yes! And, uh, and it, it's all fun. So, like, uh, we know each other for the most part, so we uh, we tend to, like, role-play each other, uh, each other's right. size uh, throughout the week and do a lot of trash-talking and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I know but last then... year there were a couple, like, stories that you guys wrote. Was that just, like, a one-off thing, or do you guys consistently do that? Well, so one of the things that I wanted to do last year was... Um, highlight someone who uh did something kind of special so like the first person to make it past a thousand feet a uh, thousand feet uh in, in a given week uh would get a story um that because i'm a terrible <laughs> terrible judge of time um that kind Aren't of we all? Uh, yeah <laughs> that, that fell by the wayside uh, after a couple weeks last year um and i didn't even start it this year but um if i actually learn how to could just kind of dash off a couple of like three thousand word stories a week. Um, <laughs> that's something that might return. Cool, and like, you know, by the very end of the entire thing, the champion just rises above and says, "Yeah, we totally stomped the competition." <laughs> so what we what we need to do uh, for this is to figure out a way to apply this to fantasy baseball because baseball is a lot longer than football. And oh god, yes. more points scored We're going to start getting solar system size. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so here's the real question. Knowing Matthias like I do, does he intentionally try to lose every time? Actually, no. <laughs> what's really amazing is that I think Matthias is doing really well this year. Uh, oh, give me a second. Nice. I can bring up our... Because, uh... I, I mean, I'm sure you know better than I know his preferred perspective. Oh yeah, totally. So... 
Um, Gosh. Let's see. Oh, actually, he is not doing. Oh as no, well as I, I lost. Oh, it's such a terrible thing, Mer. Right. Exactly. So like, <laughs> I, I'm totally in that position this year. Actually, like I'm, I am Aww. dead last in our league. I've had a You're terrible year. Yeah. Inside of it's the awful. Okay, just because I know I keep seeing them getting all catty with each other on Twitter. Hey, what's who's that supposed to mean? Who's winning between Kone Jito, Wendigo, and Mataki? <laughs> Wait, what? Well, what's going on? So, no, these are these are three of the people that are in the league. Uh, oh. And uh, I don't know if I should say, because they'll... Uh, oh. Okay. <laughs> stop you. Right. Yeah. They, yeah. Well, they have, they have a certain reputation that they want to maintain, right? So, like... Right. I, don't, I don't want to mess with that, especially being dead last in the league, where retribution could come swiftly and, and completely. <laughs> it's just oh. like, well, just be the, the kind it's of It's Konohito, isn't it? <laughs> don't be scared of him. He's a pansy. Well, you know, I, I could take Konohito, like, easily. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're friends. Rabbit power, so... <laughs> Yeah, Yay! I, 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 I say you're both bunnies. Yeah. Look, we all know what Konajito was originally, don't we? No. I, actually, you know I, the I interesting don't. thing is, I I don't. Um, really? Yeah. Is so. Apparently, you only know this dragon. Is you, this a joke? You must, or is this you must, uh, real? Must explain the secrets. I get. Well, Jakabe. Just the only hint that I'm going to give is look at his FA name. Konajito. Okay. Konajito. Is that his? That's his FA name. I don't name, know right? what Kone. his FA name no, is. No, that's not his FA name. Huh? Wait, his 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 FA name is not Kone Konejito. No, I love you, Konejito. Don't be mad at me. Everyone I, already I think knows. I think I do you follow him. Yeah, I don't okay? remember what what his name is. I'm pretty sure I do follow him though. Maybe. What's his? What's his? Could you link into I am? His uh, there it is. Um. Yeah, so I I just find it really hmm. funny because I would always see like Mataki and Wendigo getting all like heated talking about each other's teams. So I was just kind of curious. <laughs> yeah, no. So like, man, people talk so much smack. Like Kodahito is like a great smack talker. Oh, God. Uh, oh and that's it. Uh, but yeah, so like, uh, I can tell you that um, neither Konohito. So just last question before we we end this though: Who won the last two years? Yes. Oh, so and how uh, this big is, were they? This is actually our second year, I believe. Um, oh, okay. I thought you, it was two years before this one. So and uh, yeah, uh, no, it's just the we're we're in our second year. But the the first year it was Konohito actually who uh, pulled it through yeah. uh, the awesome. playoffs and and took home the whole shebang. So that's where he suddenly got this ego. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's something that's just – I'm going to cut this part out, but do you think that is something that – are there enough interest in fantasy baseball? Because I've always wanted to be in a fantasy baseball league, but I've never actually found someone who – like enough people who I could do that with. So do you think that would be something that could be – there would be interest in come March? Well, you know what's interesting is, is I think, uh, especially for macrophiles, like if you can kind of convert anything to macrophilia, you'll find a, a lot of interest where there was <laughs> there was none before. Um, in fact, I got kind of pulled in uh, to fantasy football a lot more through the Titans Championship League. So, um, yeah. I don't know anything about sports, so I can't participate. Well, no, like that's the great thing is like we in in the league we have uh, I think two or three people who had never managed a fantasy football team before last year uh, i barely even know how football is played well the <laughs> thing is is that a lot of this is just really numbers you know you're you can totally not understand the rules of the game 
and look at the numbers and especially if you are really good with you know with statistics and stuff um and, and still have a good understanding maybe not the best understanding but at least a decent enough understanding to to compete and, and I yeah definitely right want and so, to join that's where i'm at so, exactly <laughs> so one of the things that i found is that like if you if you start with just the numbers right like you know mm-hmm. oh tom brady gives me great numbers or calvin johnson gives me great numbers or something like that you find that, like, you start asking yourself, okay, why? Where are these numbers oh, coming yeah, from? Oh, yeah, Tebow, he gives the best numbers. <laughs> no, not not so much Tebow. Uh, uh, Especially since he's not in the league anymore. Well, no, like... I know, I was just saying that to make a joke about the innuendo yeah. numbers. They give the best numbers. numbers. No, like, even when he was a quarterback, he wasn't doing that great. But anyway, so, but, like, you start kind of wanting to deepen your understanding of the sport right. that you're you're invested in. Right. So I think if you wanted to get a bunch of people into like, you know, uh fantasy baseball, like hooking mm-hmm. it onto a macro file hook would be a great way to do it. Um, and the thing and the thing about baseball is that even more so than football, there are so many more numbers in that game because right. they're you oh know gosh. the game A has been around for twice as long and they've stats, been keeping stats, statistics stats, for stats, 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 for yeah. nearly that long. And so you know, I've not gotten too deep into fantasy baseball simply because I've never actually gotten a league. But there's a really? lot more potential, and, and it predates fantasy football, to my understanding. I think they used to call it rotisserie baseball or something like that. Rotisserie <laughs> baseball. Wait, Big Brother, wow. I have to ask you right now, since you aren't uh, aren't a part of one, I want to try and get a part of one. Well, Maybe it, we should make one. Our timing is is, is kind of rough right now since, you know, <laughs> right. baseball like you just, just ended. Just finished well, I know, your season. but, like, well, we could we could develop the, uh, the uh, everything for next year. All right, so that means that it's time for us to go ahead and move on to the Murr the Factor. The Murr Factor. Oh, Murr. And this is the part where we like to give out a shout out to Dragonian. No, not the Dragonian. <laughs> yes, give a shout out to me. Give them all to me. Totally crushed this. No, uh, shout out to artists and writers. Right. <laughs> I'm shot for the rest of the show. I'm, I'm done. Hey, okay. no, Jacoby, who do you want to give a shout out to? Do you have an artist, writer? Since you're the guest, you get to go first. Do you have an artist, awesome. or writer in mind? Um, so since I'm a, a writer, uh, I want to kind of give the writers a little bit of love. Uh, uh, so uh, he's not so much macro as like muscle growth, but like he has macro elements as well. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys know about Super Waffle. Uh, doesn't Super Waffle, yes. I don't. I don't. Oh, I feel bad now. I don't think Kenson does because either, his. No. Oh really? Oh, okay, so he does basically. Like, Educate he, us, please. He uh, he does these kind of like seven part series about like uh, uh muscle growth and that kind of thing. Um, hmm. and over the course of time, he's actually developed this really great kind of like shared universe where like the stories kind of loop back it on each other and like pull out like characters who've appeared in like previous stories and stuff like that. Um, but they're, mm. they're really, they're strongly written, I guess, uh, for, for what they are. Um, they're really silly, <laughs> like kind of fluffy, <laughs> but like uh, really good Aww. characterization, really good description. Um, you can find them on uh, FA under the name super waffle. He's also on uh, 
so furry if you're into that uh, but he's my pick like this is the guy that like really Wait, deserves what do like, you a mean lot more attention what do you mean if, if you're, you're into, into so if furry into what's, super waffles what's what makes what makes so furry something you have to be into you know if you're into being a masochist oh. <laughs> no actually so oh, if you're into i'm just stomp. kidding guy no, don't kill me so furry no so like i know that like fa is like the, the big the big uh, uh, right. repository for art and writing, uh, but I prefer Sofuri, especially for writing. I uh, prefer Sofuri for writing too. It seems like I do. It too. seems like there's more attention to writing on that than there is on FA. Right. right. Have you like guys the... ever done Weasel or? Uh... Yeah, Weasel. There's nobody there. And right. Then, and like how that's about the thing. I think there's Naben too. Which one? It's like Naben. It's spelled weird. It's like N Y A E. Or N Y A or something. I've never heard of that. It's, I've it's never even heard of it. Uh, or N A N A B Y N, I think. Okay. I'll have to show it. I mean, you do it. realize the only reason So Furry even got off the ground is it used to be Yip right. Star, so it had a like a roots to it. That's why no one ever goes to Ink Bunny or Weasel. Well, everyone goes. I actually the, know a lot of Ink, uh, Ink Bunny has Ink Bunny has a a community. It's just it's all Cubs. <laughs> right. So point. like, yeah. Let's let's not touch that one. Let's keep going. Well, no. Like, so like, I, I do want to pull <laughs> back. Like, it's actually waffles. a shame that like Ink Bunny has the reputation that it does, and like I understand why it does, but it actually has a really nice interface for uh, yes. uploading actually, uploading yeah. stories. Um, yes. And yes. It's the first site that actually I think tries to let the artist sell uh their yes, work as actually, well completely and so like you can download you know DeviantArt does. Uh, downloadable files and stuff so like ink bunny does like a couple of really neat things that like no other site is doing um, it's like a business site yeah re- recreation too because yeah. you can actually get on there as a business and sell your art and things too mm-hmm. so and it's, it's just a shame that like like people have been scared away from it uh but but yeah. no so like i prefer sofari i like weasel weasel has a really good like user interface but nobody's there right. Right? Exactly. like nobody checks is it super out waffle uh you said he's on sofari but he is is he on anything else he's on uh, fa, you know he's on FA. Oh, yeah. um and he's yeah, on sofari oh. but i don't go okay. to any other sites so i don't know <laughs> oh, <laughs> right? I mean, a lot of his stuff is explicit so right well uh, oh I, yeah i, I, I should definitely it. mention <laughs> that it's a lot of his stuff is is X-rated. Let's. I, I, That's I watched probably him on why FA, Kenson but... has never heard of him. Okay. <laughs> so Kenson, yeah. Kenson will get like one out of every twenty uh, stories Yay. that he posts. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So, Super Waffle. I may or may not have just watched him on FA. Oh okay. right. So, uh, <laughs> is there anything else you want to say about Super Waffle, Jacoby? Uh, Super. So he's recently had like a, I think a, a medical scare. Um, Ooh. Um, but no, so he was. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, he was down for a little while. He was in the hospital. Uh, but Is he it like a DNA bomb head thing. Uh. I know. Ah, oh, DNA. Poor guy. Like freak. I know. Like, Arm breaking accident. It sucks. It yeah, sucks so and then bad. now super waffle. No. But um. So but. Uh, the good news is he's doing better. As far as I know, he is actually uh, oh, writing good. new material. While he was in the hospital, awesome. he kind of like cleaned up an old story and, and posted it while uh, while he was oh, recuperating. Cool. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, highly recommend him. And uh, next, Canis is a, another guy that I really like. Um, mm-hmm. r- right now, he's doing a, a superhero themed. Uh, Short Wait, story you're throwing the whole Murph factor out of balance. You can't do two. It was about <laughs> no. to say something, but like, I, I, I Jacoby is big enough right. that he can do two. Right. Oh, and he has. Was I only supposed to do one? I'm so sorry. So. <laughs> no, it's okay. Too you bad. has, you has Too floppy late. ears. Continue. Uh, but no, next Canis, he does like a, he does muscle growth. He does a macro. Like a lot of the villains are around like 15, 16 feet tall, which is 
Hmm. A lovely height, uh, personally. I like his The Game series, but I've never been able to get into his superhero ones. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. So, like, I like his superhero ones. They're really, they're undoubtedly weird. Like, they're they're not the usual superhero tales, but uh, I like them (laughs) quite a bit. And, in fact, I like it a bit more than The Game right now. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the newest The Game. But the, like the first two, I like. Yeah, the, the game. F- then again, mostly because I like the whole I like laugh. size poker situation stuff too. So. Right, exactly. Like mm-hmm. anytime you can like gamify like size stealing or size uh, reversal, right? it's yes. it's awesome. Gold. Yes, because like, that that whole that whole thing on Twitter, uh, just real fast. It's not a tangent. It has to do with it. I promise. <laughs> uh, Twitter, uh, like when there was the whole size stealing thing going on. It was just, it was so fun to read everything because it's like, yeah, it's a game. You're stealing size from people. And it's like, oh, it's so much fun. And then, yeah, a whole bunch of epic responses. So. Yeah, yeah, it's always fun. So, so like, so writers should get more on this, like, whole gamifying size. Right. Size changing yes, stuff. Yes, please. Yeah. All right, then. It, it's okay, Jacobi. We'll make sure that that's one of the writer's prompts sometimes for short stories and tall tales. Oh, yes. third plug. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I see what you did that there. That part out of the episode. Oh. <laughs> Why would you do that? You're part okay, of the group. Okay, okay, so, um, so since Kenton's Jacoby turn. said two. No, we, we don't all do get two, involved? otherwise we're going to make a... Dang it! Plus, no! you have had, you have had ten okay, so wait, far. No, 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 so... no, okay, uh, can I go next? And I, I actually have, yes. um, I have a perfectly logical reason why there's two, but it's not two, like, talking separate. These two are so, like collaborated together in everything that they do, they kind of have to be spoken as one entity. Is it Ryoku and Gravewalker? Uh, no, but that's we've a already, good example. We've already shouted out Gravewalker, haven't we? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but and Ryoku. <laughs> it, is, it is Diablo the Rex and Ahastar. I don't think I've I'll shouted them out yet. I'll give him that one. I'll give him that one. Yes, I don't think I have shouted them out yet, and I have no idea why. Because when we were talking about the animations last week and the Murr Factor, I'm like, Diablo's animations! Holy crap! They are insane. Have you seen Diablo's animations? Nope. I'm sorry. I love um, uh, Can't Stop Growing's animations. I really do. But Diablo has beautiful audio. It's all colored. It's all rendered. It's all shadow and light and beauty. Oh, like he has his own website and everything. If you go through um, his FA page, which should just be Diablo the Rex, how it sounds, it no is. spaces and everything. He actually has links to, like, on Lava Dome 5, and then his actual animations. Just beautiful. Gorgeous animations. I murr so hard. And he's a Rexy, and I's a furry, and he's a scaly, but I actually do have a big affinity towards Rex paws, too. And... Seriously, who are you? I mean, <laughs> first you're talking about destroying cities, uh, uh, then you're talking uh, about uh, crushing uh, people, uh, now you're murring all over the guy whose primary thing is hard crush. Well, here's... <laughs> who are you? I don't think that... I don't think you know Kenton as well as I do, Dragonian. Yeah, I, I don't think that hardly anyone knows just exactly everything about me, because there's things that I probably haven't even shared. Because it's not that I don't want you guys to know, it's more along the lines of, on a surface level, it's not typically what I do. But Ladies um, and gentlemen, the dark Diablo, side Diablo the Rex, uh, I've known him I've ever since my lurker days, long time ago, he was one of the first I found, so that's why. Um, I'm actually friends with him too. We haven't like talked a whole bunch. I want to meet him. Him and Ahastar are both over in the UK, I believe. But Ahastar, 
tiny little raptor who is the most adorable little thing ever and he's his main job i guess when they collab all the time is to be the one that's crushed and the one that stepped on and everything um but their combined teamwork as stars work just by himself he has a bunch of animations too he's done a couple animations for he did one for zed and things uh, called uh thieves stride i believe and then there's a couple other ones that he's done. But both of their work together. They really are viewed as one entity. They're like best friends. They've probably been best friends, I don't know, forever. And they've just been doing things together. So Diablo the Rex and Ahastar, if you guys are listening to this, I love the absolute schmeck out of you. And you guys are awesome at what you do. So, yay! He's the best friends forever. Best friends friend. forever. Ring! Oh, the best friend ring! How could you? <laughs> Okay. So. I don't watch SpongeBob now. Uh, okay, so I guess that means it's my turn yeah, to murder sure. all over someone. Yes. And just because we're in Bizarro World, Yay. where Kenson's talking about all the things he normally never talks about, <laughs> I'm going to talk about someone who has absolutely no explicit anything anywhere ever and has never drawn a single piece of porn in his entire life. Really? Go for and it. And because of that, he like never gets any attention on FA just because you know how FA is and it's right. really oh. terrible because of how nice of an artist tell he me, is. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. I'm going to go pounce the absolute smack out of him. His FA username is Dark Blazes, but his actual name is Naos. Naos. Like his character name because he made it like way back in the day before he realized what the crap was going on. How do you? Yeah. <laughs> he's one of my. He's one of my oldest furry friends. He's probably the third person I ever met in the community, and I've known him for about eight years and that entire eight year time he's been working on this major comic project that he wants to someday like like release as an actual comic or maybe even like animate it or make games about it hmm. um and i and especially in the last few years i've been helping him develop a lot of stuff about it um it's called stranger things and it's basically kind of like a not post-apocalyptic world it's like after the post-apocalypse where like the world kind of ended and then it's back and the world like came back with like furries and stuff mm -hmm. because humans had made furries in order to make them into weapons that's why they're they had like you know super strength and all those animal like instincts that's and so like good. claws and fangs and stuff yes. like that and then in like whatever calamity happened gave everyone like magical powers basically mm -hmm. So, like, everyone has, like, a unique ability that they can use. Nice. And then he does, like, this this tangent comic so... that he calls Stranger Things Days Off, yeah. which is more just, like, silly random stuff that's not actually part of the plot. He's got 78 and of them so the... far, too, from what I see. Wow. Do what? He's got 78 of them. I'm on his gallery right now. STDO Comic 78 is the most recent one, so he's got 78. And the last couple of years, the Stranger Things Days Off comic has been going on this little, like, mini-episode about... Him and my character fighting and ending up shrinking. <laughs> That's awesome. And getting progressively smaller and smaller as hijinks and shenanigans happen. Oh my god! So that's why you you want to plug him because he's someone who has uh, put your character in everything. Well, I've been Matt. plugging him even before that. But <laughs> oh my god! The thing is that he he's a really cool dude, but like I said, because of the whole like no porn thing, he doesn't get very much attention. I, I, I love him so much was... because of this, like your just description, but then also what I just linked. Beautiful. Just, just. Oh, there are oh a gosh. lot of artists out there who don't put porn up who get a lot of attention, moment. though. Totally. So, you know, I'm not gonna say that that's the reason why he doesn't get a bunch of attention, but that's the reason why it's hard to get his name out there. <laughs> well, well it, you just did. Would you agree to that? Well, you just like, got his name uh, out there, so 
Maybe Great, that will help. Let's do it. We need to get him all kinds of popularities, please, because I just oh, I'm reading this STDO comic seventy seven, and it's totally a spoof of of Dee Dee and Dexter, and I'm like, you are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, um, and then he, he has a website where he actually posts like the actual comic. It's uh, stcomic.com. He links it in like his profile, um, so you can go there and read like the actual canon comic of what he's got so far. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just you know he's he's made a lot of progress since I first met him. Like visually, um, he's gotten way better at cur- coloring. He used to not even be able to do that. His uh his character like design like first their uniqueness and the actual physical shape of their body and their poses have gotten a lot better. Yes, and especially in the last year or so, he's gotten like like leaps and bounds better at doing facial expressions. I so can see that his he's, expressions. He's come a long way. Nice. All right. I definitely um, I approve. I give Tripsil the stomp of approval over and over over uh dark uh it's okay dark blaze is the FA name but what's his actual name again. His dark, actual name is Neos, but I call him dark, Neos. Dark Blazes is the FA name, not Dark Neos. Void. With a Z, not an, yeah. not an S. Yeah. At yeah, because one of the characters in his comic is named Dark Blazes, and that's right. the name that he used so when Neos. he was confused. Neos. How you'll spell. Yeah, but call him How you'll spell Neos. N-E-O-S. N-E-O-S, okay. That's easy. Well, right. Cool. So since right. Dragonian, since Dragonian went with somebody who is, <laughs> uh, you know, as opposite of normal, he's completely clean and non-pornographic. I'm gonna go in the complete opposite direction and go with filthy smut. Yes, um, <laughs> someone who is probably well known for being one of the uh, more well, at least one of the more well-known uh, erotic uh, artist, macro artist, and that is Gideon. Who, oh, Gideon. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, Gideon. I'm surprised Not, that actually well. we actually haven't talked about him yet, considering hmm. he is probably one of the more well-known macro-artists. Uh, I know he has 15,000 right. watchers on F.A. Um, you know, at the same time, we also haven't talked much about DNA. So. We totally did a shout-out for we, DNA. Yeah, we, we did. We it's just that DNA. you don't listen to the podcast or you don't remember it. <laughs> That's right. Our local residing Dragonian Anywho. doesn't know anything about the show. Uh, but yeah, Gideon is someone who I've, since I started looking at macro-art, has been just always floored by someone who is a real has a real talent for just demonstrating sheer size and 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 in addition to macro uh obviously he's there's, there's a lot of hyper uh oh, art yeah. in there as well that's right. that's it's probably hand in hand with that um I, I just know that there are several especially his the few series of pictures he did with large cats uh one with a tiger a couple with the tigers actually a couple with uh, a snow leopard and 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 that is just something that I really you know really appreciate those uh, types of art. But but the biggest thing is just the overall sense of scale that a lot of his art provides. Uh, and right. if you and go I, to his F, well, so if you go to his FA page, he has some of that on there. He does have his own site, which is a pay site, gideonscorral.com. dot com. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> and so that's something that I actually did subscribe to at one point. I don't currently subscribe to it. Um, mm-hmm. but it did have a, a lot and, and you can like sign up for a month and get all of his back catalog and then sign, you know, I, I, I think that I first saw. month is a higher fee because of that. But, right. you know, if you like what you see, you can stay on, but, but I right. will definitely say that it is in almost every picture going to be, uh, adult rated. So, you know, just know, know that coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think we were actually, when I was visiting you in Texas, we talked about that a little bit. I was like, hmm. I've never actually signed up for an artist like stream like that, but probably not Gideon. Unfortunately, I love you, but uh, <laughs> yeah, like not he, my he, thing. He's a <laughs> like he completely makes his living off of his art. 
Uh, sure. And I mean, like he's good enough to do it. Uh, but he, uh, one of the things that I love about him, in addition to like his size, is like he has a really great sense of like weight and proportion. Like uh, yes, the, just the the positioning of of his characters like really kind of illustrate the sense of weight, and not just of like their entire bodies, but like especially like these oversized bits that are like kind of like flopping everywhere. Uh, I, I want to say one of the uh, the first pictures I may have seen of him was a picture he did for Kindle a few years back. Uh, where Kindle, yeah, uh, basically, I, I know not very athletic was the one who colored it. I'm gonna link that in the chat. If, yes, um, not very athletic. It is again adult, um, so be warned that coming in. But uh, it's just an incredibly incredible sense of scale and proportions there. In addition to sticky tiger, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, just. Everything he does has that has that amazing sense of of a of a large proportion, you know, parts and things like that. But also looking like how that would work in real life if that were to happen. Mm -hmm. Right. And as a growing artist, I I want to become as talented someday. I want to be able to basically be that style of realism that it's it's almost it's fooling to the eye in a way. That's that's my favorite type of art. Is it's called Trump Loy. Now that I'm in art appreciation class and learning the terms, Trump Loy is art that is so realistic it fools the eye. Like Bless you. like Norman Rockwell style. <laughs> Norman Rockwell, my gosh, sorry. He's a human, but he draws like crazy good. Anyway, he is, he is crazy good. Like I love like he's he's very iconic, right? So like he has yes. these really great slices of of uh, Americana American spirit. Yeah. Yes. Just, just how does he do that? How does he draw something and paint something that looks so photorealistic? I need to know because I want to do it with furries. <laughs> Please. All right. So that's the uh, Mur segment, Mur Factor, whatever we call it. Make it furry. Um, Hi, Kendall. <laughs> Hi, Kendall. <laughs> Random. Uh, so that, that moves us on to the, uh, right. the final segment of the show, and that is uh, where we... We're going to get you guys in on this. Exactly. Actually, wait, wait, wait. Before we do that, uh, we did get some people writing in about uh, the sports topic. So I do want to pull up, since since, since it is about the topic of the show this week, I want to pull that up. Uh, iTunes Store Alert, that's not what it is. Did anyone agree with me on the name of the duck? Because I think it's a great name. Yes, I I agree. I think we we assumed that's what it would be. It's a a paradox, so it works. Okay, so actually... I I think it's more of a play on words. Eddie Spaghetti. (laughs) You know who Eddie Spaghetti is? No, but that's an awesome name. Eddie Spaghetti. Okay. Our duck should be named Eddie Spaghetti. <laughs> that was the person, uh, the one who wrote in about macro sports ideas. So I'll go on and go ahead and just read his email here since it kind of fits in okay. with uh, where we're going next. So uh, Chomp Chomp, Eddie here again. Morph, as a micro person, we invented, we inverted, no, sorry, invented, he did say invented, some sports to our fetting. Uh, flight of the Butterflies, two teams of four mm-hmm. players take flight in the sky in a battle royale. The mission is Ooh. to toss the ball, or in our case, a roly, roly-poly in Aww. the opposing team's <laughs> spider web, you can bump into your opponent's head rush, anything in order to win. First team to get five roly polies into the spider web wins. I totally Aww. think that I've seen something like that in, in like a. Oh my gosh! Micro is some kind of movie. adorable, Micros. but then the moment you actually think about it, it sounds horrible. I hate roly polies too. And bugs. spiders, yeah. Uh, I, uh, this is why I'm a macro and not a micro. All the, all the bugs are even more bugs. You know what? Can I just say real fast? I think as a micro, this may sound a little bit. Eh. I think as a micro, you have a little bit more of a natural calmness around bugs. 
because since you get to know them a little I would more hope close so. and personal. But at yeah. the same time, don't those bugs become even more dangerous? Well, no, because... Yeah, because no, most well, bugs won't attack something that's a thousand times their size. Well, but... if, if you think about it, though, the only reason why bugs attack, like, even if we were their size, is because they're threatened. That's totally not, not true. A... Or Haven't you seen, haven't you seen uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, where that's the scorpion true. and oh, Auntie... That's Hollywood! That's what... That, that... <laughs> bugs eat bugs all the time. Okay, fine. That's how bugs live. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was, fine. I was about to say, bugs. What like, if I well, gave them treats? <laughs> well, we'll mess you up. Like, have you seen? I've seen so many videos of like praying mantises like actually attacking birds and frogs. Yeah. Well, yeah. Don't I they? Have, yeah. yeah. I've seen those too. That's crazy. It is crazy, and like <laughs> they actually kill them and then eat them. It's terrifying. So now yeah. I'm okay, of, okay, okay. Moving now on. I'm of Big Brother. With the, uh... <laughs> May I read the next part of the email? <laughs> <laughs> I love bugs. Poor Kenson. We just broke his fragile reality. <laughs> Why are they scary? Okay, Kenson, okay, you can so... read the next part if you want. Right. King of the Mountain, quote unquote. Ten players battle it out in a competitive game of King of the Mountain. The game requires one macro person and ten mi- Oh, I love where this is going so far. Oh. The game requires one macro person and ten micros. The objective is for the ten micros to scale and climb the macro's body while dodging projectiles like rocks, pebbles. We ba- we like to make it sound bigger. <laughs> They're just pebbles. Oh my gosh, that's adorable. Leaves are basically anything that's a projectile and can push the micros back. The macro can even blow wind at them if they want to. <laughs> the the first micro to reach the macro's head wins. That reminds me so much of a comic that I saw the front page of um it was a Godzilla comic, but it wasn't like the actual story, like it was just a little side comic. And it was these two people who were actually scaling Godzilla. They were co- they were climbing up him and it was kind of like a a competition thing. Well, it was a really dangerous thing and it was like Yes, that's awesome. Climbing up a macro. <laughs> speaking of that, that kind of reminds me of uh I don't know if I showed this before, but a picture from our last guest, El, uh, El Robin, Elverbin. Yes. Oh, I forgot yes. how he pronounced it already. Um, it's, that it's Mr. Robin. that uh, Mr. Robin. Happy did, where basically you have macros that or micros that were scaling, uh, like mm-hmm. doing rock climbing on his oh, uh, that, yeah. on his lower appendage, and uh, I guess he notices and then just kind of does what, a little wait, bit of hoofing. What, what do you mean by lower appendage? His uh, cock. Of... Is that what you want me to say? <laughs> Leg his, his big cat penis. <laughs> Leg numero three. I can say this because this is an explicit marked podcast. So right, even then, though we don't we don't talk penis. about this that much. Thank you for the clarification. I was just a bit you're welcome. You're welcome. I want to make sure that, that no one's getting the wrong idea here. And now Kenson has just been blown away into uh, uh, another room. I don't know what's going on. Anywho, um, the la- then let's go read the last part of the email, which is uh, the last suggestion he has. Ships ahoy. The sport is usually held in the summer to accommodate the weather and nice scenery. Two macros, using large surfboards, make waves in a pool while ten micro players try to stay aboard a small toy ship. Macros may dunk their heads into the water to make explosions or do other silly things like shake the boat or something. Last micro standing in the boat wins. You don't have a very strange mind. You have a very awesome mind, Eddie Spaghetti. Those are and awesome, a very awesome games. Name, Eddie, <laughs> Those are Eddie. awesome little games. That name sounds like it was from that episode of the Gamers where they had Ego Raptor on there. <laughs> Actually, it sounds oh, like gosh. a micro name for some reason. Yeah, yeah, I can totally see that. Yes. 
So that was a suggestion that Eddie Spaghetti sent in for right. new micro or macro sports. So what we want to do now is to hear what you, the listeners at home, have to think. If you have any suggestions, yes, they're awesome. And speak. And while we're waiting for that, do we have any kind of suggestions from the panelists for macro and micro sports here? New sports. Um, hmm. Well, we said both sports and games, right? So... Sports contests. Yeah, kind of try to right. try to encompass so I things I that ha- can be sports related. I have okay. one. Um, I don't know if this is kind of a, a sportsy thing, but like, so one of the things that I really loved growing up, or and I still love actually, are those like kind of obstacle coursey shows, like uh, American Gladiators or or Wipeout. Um, Guts. So, yes, Guts. So I was gonna say a game show too. Nickelodeon Goods! Right, yeah, like, oh like, or Guts or Double Dare or something like that. So I was thinking a, a good uh, sport for macros would be um, finding a city, uh, starting at one end of it, and making your way to the other uh, with as little destruction as possible. So, ha. like, there there are two... Avians are not allowed. Right, so, yeah, so, like, there are <laughs> these two clear paths that you have to run, and at the end of it, like, you measure the amount of damage in dollars or something like that uh and uh Hmm. the person who gets by with the least amount of damage gets to double in size or something like that and then flip the tables and and then have it right exactly then you know and then flip the tables and have it be the most destructive in a certain amount of time see that's that's too easy though but 15 enough, seconds. Here's what you can do. 15 seconds. You have 15 seconds to get from one end of a city it's to another. It's kind of like a supermarket like suite. Exactly. It's like yes. supermarket suite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And like, and like the amount of property damage you do, like there'd be a certain factor, I guess. The amount of property damage you do is like divided by 100,000 and that's your prize money or something. That'd be fun. That'd be so much fun. Oh my gosh. Maybe it's like when you're running through the obstacle course, every time you do damage something, you grow a little bit, so it becomes more difficult to not damage things for the rest of it. Yeah, I do like oh, that. I was kind of thinking that. I was kind of thinking that as a, a potential addition, yeah. That's actually yeah. really cool. And then also, I like that. Um, well, you have to think um, us big kitties naturally are soft on our paws because there's actually a pick. I think it's El Robin has a pick that someone doodled of him. I think I've shared it before. It's basically he's a 150-foot tall cougar, and there's this little tiny micro who's like, oh, I need to get back to work. And then L. Robin sneaks up on him. This is like the fourth time like, you brought up this picture on the podcast, Kenson. Yeah, yeah but it's one of my favorites because it's like, yes, it's true. So I don't know if kitties would have a natural advantage in that competition because we're naturally well, right on our that... I don't know. I have a cat, yeti. and my cat can get kind of skittish and run into things pretty easily, so... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, when we focus, it's possible. Or or you just make all cats... Nathan, when do you ever focus? You make all cats wear weighted boots. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. But See, I, don't, I don't like wearing shoes. The cat contestant would be just... Uh... To would get get distracted by like something dangling and go over. No, and there would be a laser. Yeah. No. No, that's evil. Laser. No. <laughs> that would be so bad. I've lost oh my, laser my gosh. I used to have a laser. All, you know, DNA did do a comic basically about what we were just describing about like growing bigger the more destruction you cause. Well, that's right. that part's not quite the same. That's that's more of like a a common trope and macro ideas, I guess. 
Well, I mean, but it was like an actual game. <laughs> oh, okay. He did it. Really? Right. That, that's, that is it was a like really... The, it was the one with the three Digimon. It was like Greymon, Geomon, and XBmon. I think he did it for Zebusama. Yes. Can you... That Can actually... you... Where they were like playing like a video game, and they started like growing as the video game was loading, <laughs> and they all got like to 100 feet, and it was like, start! And then as they would like destroy things, they would have like names for the type of destruction they're doing, like catching the bus when they pick up a bus and crush it, and they would grow based on like <laughs> nice. how unique the destruction was. So that's, that's, that's like it. the size growing that's like the size growing competition and king size canary but you don't just grow you have to do something to grow that's awesome again also fourth time we've mentioned king size canary so i think it's like the fourth time in a row me. too nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey well actually this is the first time that i've been the one to bring it up i think i can safely say that uh, what if i say that's the fourth time you've said that so i'm gonna yeah, i'm gonna be like the the contrary in here and say like i don't really like king size canary that much like, I don't think okay. I've ever seen it all the I way through, like to be honest. I didn't like the proportions that they grew. I like the concept, but the fact that they turned into giant spherical Right, like, right. Well, yeah, it's, it's kind of like those, know. like, like yeah. dolls that, like, bobble back and forth, right? That's right. the shape they turn into? It's like, proportions yeah. were good to start with. Why you make them inflated? Well, and, like... Hey, this, this, <laughs> this, we're not... Yeah, we're not, uh, King Size Canary, we've already talked way too much about that. Uh, yeah, maybe we should, yeah. So, so, do any of you guys have any other ideas for good things for micro or macro sports? I was going to say a game show, but uh, since we already discussed that, um, let's see. I was Extreme like... chess where all of the pieces are micro. <laughs> I've actually, yeah, well, that actually would be something that yeah. could be interesting, especially if, like, the micros could each move independently, but they had, like, the rules right. of chess that they had to move in so that it was kind of a real-time chess instead of turn-based. And one of the... Piece... One of the neat things you could do is, like, you could actually have, like, different sizes. So, like, the pawns are, like, three inches, but, like, the queen is, like, a foot or something like that. So. Uh And then every time you take a piece, that piece, like, shrinks so small you can't see it and you get the size from it. Oh, I No, it has to be, like, uh... battle chess where where they, the micros, they would cut each other and, and, and eat each other. (laughs) <laughs> oh gosh, wow. like battle? Oh. Wait, you guys, you guys like, battle like, every time from... you're trying to take like one of their pieces, it becomes a gladiator arena. Yeah, the, at the end <laughs> right. of the game, the the board is just covered with blood. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. pieces left standing. <laughs> this has been a very dark episode of Science Matters, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And it wasn't my fault for once. Uh, That's what happened uh, in Battle Chess. Don't you remember Battle Chess? I, I think I do, but I don't think I, I've think, I don't know. I think it. you were too young for it, Kenson. I think it was like late 80s, early 90s. Actually, yeah, I've at least I, heard of it. I don't remember Battle Chess. Like, what is this from? Am I really the only person who knew Battle Chess? Okay. I've heard of Apparently it. I promise so. I've heard of it. I've just never played wow. it. Though when you were describing it and things, it does sound very, very familiar. I just, I don't think I've ever played it. I've seen it. I don't think I've ever played it. So, Amazing. but speaking of board games, macro board games, since we're just throwing it into games now, uh, this is like the only thing that came off to me uh, right off paw. The one of me and Tiern playing a simple game known as Tic Tac Toe, but Mega with the city. Battle chess. Yes. yes. Battle and chess. it just that's that that is a of course it's a it's not really a sport so much. I mean I'm sure there's competitive Tic Tac Toe out there somewhere because <laughs> there's competitive everything. But um, that's definitely one of those things that you know being huge something as simple as Tic Tac Toe and being very relaxed or something and playing a game could end up being. Not so relaxing for the citizens. So okay, now I know that this is kind of transcended from like macro and micro sports to board games and stuff like that. Go back that, to sports. But just one, one last thing I want to throw out before we do go back to sports oh. is 
Dungeons and Dragons with micros, yes! where you make real life things, the situation. Oh, yes! You must fight the giant cat of God. I mean, that's not really yes! even a board game anymore because Dungeons and Dragons is just so well, like it's like, it's all open ended. Yeah, I love that though. I want to play again. By the way, uh, at MFF, somebody, anybody, take my spotty butt, take my tail, and like take me to a D and D or a Pathfinder game, please. I want to play so bad. So bad. I don't think they're going to have, like, you can't really have, like, a game, like, at yeah, MFF. Yeah, the thing is, the, I mean, these things like, take a real yeah. long time to set up. I mean, when I was at no, TFF, one of the things like, I did do was uh, one of my, one of the fellow Texas furs here, Teal Fox, started a new game of a trial Star Wars tabletop game, and I forget what it was called. Oh, cool. Edge of the Empire. we only got to play. Was, was that the new one? Edge of the Empire, Edge yeah. Of the Empire. Edge of the Empire? Okay, that sounds oh, right, yeah. Um, hmm. But, but okay. yeah, and it was fun. I, I've never really played tabletop before, but uh, I enjoyed it, but we only got to play, like, two or three battles in the four or five hours right, right. that we spent playing. Well, so, like... Right. With, with yeah. More for relaxed guns, not not MFF, I guess. Well, with, the, with like, a... <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's not even that, like... Like, a D&D campaign is something that you do over the course of exactly. months. Like, you'll play it, like, for, like, four hours I think every week for, like, Jack six months. Was, uh, what were you about to say? Oh, no, I was going to say, like, a... Yes, there are certain, like, long-term campaigns that you actually deal with, but you can also do, like, pickup games at conventions, and, like, they have been done. In fact, uh, when I was at Rainforest, I ran a, uh, or not ran, uh, Teal Fox actually ran a, uh... Teal Fox was the one who I was talking about, actually. Yeah, who ran, uh, ran an Edge of the Empire game that we all played in. So, basically what you do is you have, like, pre-generated characters, you, um, have, like, kind of, like, a simplified system, and, and that kind of thing, and you run through, like, a, a... a story on rails, essentially. You know Teal Fox? Hmm. Yeah. Actually, I, I play Star Wars hmm. with him once a month. Yeah, Teal Fox is, uh, he's roommates with uh, Dap, who was one of the first, one of the Seriously? first two or three uh, Dallas furs, cool. I know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to go down to uh, TFF. I met, I met Teal Fox uh, at He's TFF roommates with a guy who's the brother, has a cousin that's an uncle who's a sister who was a furry. It's the, it's the furry community. We're one big family. Yeah. Everyone yeah. knows each other. Yeah, this is so true. <laughs> Yay, right. By the way, speaking of, uh, for your family and community, my um, com- community, my macro Fufi says hi. She's like four feet to the left of me, and she wanted me to tell you. She says hi. So, yay! She she's should come. She should come on the show at one point. Not today, though. I know. And I. Anyway, speaking of show, we are that. we are probably at the point to where we need to go ahead and wrap up. So does anyone have any more ideas of uh, suggestions for macro macro sports, or do you think we've kind of covered it? We got a lot of it, but I think there's a lot more that we just can't think of. And that's, that's why, why we, we have that email address, which is sizematterspodcast at gmail.com or mail at so sizematterspodcast.com. You, you're just so beautiful, audience. You're so pretty. So go ahead and write in to us. Uh, you can also tweet us at sizematterscast. Love you, baby. Uh, or send a note to me, Kenson, or Dragonian. Send it to Dragonian because so, he gets so adorable when he gets a, nef- a note on FA about the podcast. Aww. He's like, oh, I'm you. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> he gets that. I don't know if you saw the, you. that doll face uh. that he that he t- uh, tweeted that I put on the podcast website for a few minutes. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, he gets like that. I have 12 notes I need to answer. Oof. That is irresponsible. I will answer. Back in the jar. That's another another two weeks in the I, jar. I, 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 and, and as a big stumpy cheat cheat being, who has work for, and school. And no, you're family. not. You've been in the jar for the and last Being in month. the jar for two weeks more means that he's going to be in the jar during our MFF live cast. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. What are you talking about? Get, I'm out of the jar next week. <laughs> no, no, because you have the 12 notes that aren't read. You, you get 
Two more no, no, guys, no. I'm serious. I'm putting okay, my ball fine. down. This is not fun anymore. <laughs> I, I, think, I think we may. You can get out of the jar, but we may still put you back in the jar during MFF. <sighs> okay, I will. I will willingly go back in the jar if you want me to. <laughs> no, no, no. You can, you can be out of the I jar just, for a few weeks. Uh, the, I love the jar. I mean, I set it up all nice and neat. There's a flat screen in here and all my entertainments. But I want to be big. Anywho, but yes, our next episode of the Size Matters podcast, our next full episode, is going yes. to be at MFF. Uh, it should still go up on the podcast stream, hopefully, oh on, hopefully on Monday, if I actually have time to edit it during the weekend when I'm in Chicago. If not, it'll be uh, the following week. You guys, I, I'm going to try to still put it up We're going to be in Chicago in like 11 days. The next episode, <laughs> yes, episode 12 is going to be live from Chicago. Yes! That's... That's really Nine. actually freaking scary. <laughs> it's gonna be and we so have, we fun. And we actually we have a uh, request from somebody from uh, Ty Husky, I believe, to uh, I the video Husky. to film us while we're doing this. I guess I need to get back. Yeah, to is, him and tell him is he gonna be there? Husky. Is he wanting to film us? Is that what yeah, you're he, saying? Yeah, he asked us. Is that yes. something that you're okay with? You th- you two are okay with? I would love to. Yes, that would be so much fun. Okay. I so I'm gonna go ahead and tweet you uh, back, Ty. But if you don't get my tweet, then listen to the podcast and at this point you can see yes we're okay with you filming us if i don't cut this out um okay guys that's pretty much it for our show i don't want to go wait i i I don't either i need to go right i have to use little i'm totally behind um (laughs) behind uh, on my novel my my nano nano vimber nano rimo whatever nano why why mo why why why? 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 No, 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 Raimo. Actually, are you still there? Nano yeah, Raimo. I'm still here. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. But no, uh, I'm okay. really curious to hear about your Nano Raimo novel. I don't think I've heard anything about it so far. Well, I haven't really talked too much about it in open areas. Um, just I'll, I'll give a quick summary here. It's it's a commission actually that Jane, uh, who was our guest in one of the hmm. middle episodes, episode five or episode six, um, commissioned me for. And it's wow. basically a story of a human uh, in our world who gets transported to the world of a furry, uh, a red panda magician's apprentice, except that during that transportation process, that, that human becomes very, very tiny. Um, and and it's something that is, uh, there's a lot of story behind it. I'm actually setting it in the same universe as the ducky. Uh, short story that I uh, wrote that I still haven't posted yet, and that may actually end up being a while for it, for its posting for other reasons. Um, mm-hmm. But it's something that is is in a kind of a broader universe with broader political implications. So it's going to be. I think there's a lot of potential to it, and I've got the whole thing kind of plotted out. But <laughs> sitting down and actually writing a novel <laughs> is is a lot, right. especially if you're only going to have 30 days and now 20 days left to do it in. Okay. Well, hey, I have to say, um, you're going to be able to do this. I know you can. I believe in you with everything inside of me. That's why I can't also... go to Arlington Farm Meet this week, because I'm right. canceling that so I can go actually do a writing day instead. Right. Is it 50,000 words? Is that the... 50,000 is the, the minimum uh, goal for NaNoWriMo, yeah. The minimum, yeah. You're going to do it, and you're going to be amazing. One thing that really made me sick, and not sick, but like jealous <laughs> uh, a little bit, was seeing like in the first four days, Sylvan got up to like 30,000. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, yeah. What? He did that last year too, though. But oh. then he yeah, and, and I talked to him about it. Months. He basically said that you know I know that my schedule gets crazy and it's easy for me to really just push through the first few months and then a uh, first few days and then have the rest of the month to to work uh, on the rest of it. And that makes sense. 
Yeah, I was about to say, because how many, how many uh, words do you have so far? I'm at like 6,000, but I'm behind. If I was supposed to be on pace, well, I should be at about 12, thir- or no, about 15,000 at this point. Right, because you're kind of, I mean, I actually, I respect your way you're doing it, uh, because it's very taking your time and every aspect but, no, of it. No, no, I can't be like... doing that. I, that's why, like, today I'm hopefully going to get at least five oh, to 6,000. Because cause no. I'm, at this point, I'm not going to finish it in, in by November 30th. I need to, I need to. Wow, okay. Catch up, because otherwise I'm going to be, it's like the 25th, and I'll be like having 12,000 words and need to write 30,000 in, in five days at that point. Except I won't be able to do okay. it because I'll be doing Thanksgiving stuff. Um, right. Well, I am praying for you. I know you can do it. And everyone who is listening, we need to like pile on Despenda because no, don't pile on do me. That makes me that, that distracts me from writing. But spiritually, <laughs> it wouldn't be physical. I'll be fine. But just throw all the best wishes at him because by the time it's done, it's going to be insane, and we all want to see it. So, yeah, good luck. You can do it. It's that motivational, since we were talking about sports, it's that motivational pep talk your coach gives you right before you go out. I never responded. Lock it off, take a salt tap, you can do it. Rub some dirt on it. Very well to those. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so. Oh, yes, I got to close out the show still. Hey, so, so, yeah, it sounds like uh, (laughs) that we have uh, a busy November for all of us around here. Jacoby, I wanted to thank you for coming on. Uh, Thank uh, you for having me, actually. It was a great pleasure. I'm glad you had. I'm glad you were here. It was definitely a lot of fun for us too, and and you definitely brought a great perspective for the topic for sports. Most definitely. Oh, thank, thank you. you very much. And I love your Smushes writing. Under paw. <laughs> <laughs> and good luck with uh, your writings in, in the future. And then uh, Dragonian, you mm-hmm. enjoy your. I'll, I'll be talking. Well, what am I saying? Am I trying to wish you goodbye? I'm going to see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you next year. <laughs> I'll be seeing you in person. In, me in off the show. Ten days. You um, forgot about me. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, uh, thank you, you guys for, for listening, everyone out there, and you guys have a great rest of the week. We'll see you next week for the half episode. So long. Yep, yep. Keep calm and stomp your paws. Bye! Paws! Bye.